Ring! Down! Wally's voice shouted from a distance, and I obeyed instantly, pulling my head downward and bending from the waist as the ground rushed up at me. I rolled out of sheer instinct as claws whistled overhead. Without further invitation, my legs snapped out and up into the groin of my assailant, who responded to the savage kick with a high-pitched squeal and a partial collapse into the sandy soil. I seized the advantage, knowing that my partners were too far away to be any immediate help, and flipped my knife backward, the blade jutting out from my forearm at a severe angle. With a combination, I slashed the two arms reaching for me, or, to be accurate, I cut one arm clean through and buried the blade in the second wrist, which had, up until that moment, held a wicked-looking bear fetish, complete with claws and a rattle, all of which seemed not only tacky, but a bit too new age for my taste. With another high scream, the assailant-turned-victim opened his mouth wide enough for me to see his diseased tongue, and I swiftly reversed my knife yet again, trying to cram my entire arm down his throat, blade first. Black blood spun out in an arc, laying a stench of corruption in the already ripe air. In a shuddering gasp, his lips folded back from my hand, which I withdrew, covered in bloody spittle, and the now very dead warlock slammed backward into the ground where he began to sublime. Bright motes of blue light danced upward from the ring of ash left over from his swiftly dissolving body, but the entire process stopped with a crackling whoosh. Okay, he wasn't fully immortal then. The remnants of his tattered corpse poked upward in disarray as his blackened ribs collapsed against the ruin of his spine. The scent of roasting pine needles invaded my nose as I sucked in huge drafts of air to oxygenate my blood after a long, hard fight. I flopped back into the dirt and was rewarded with sharp pain as the star-shaped burrs the plague Floridian landscapes jabbed at my shoulder, but I was too tired to care. I'd chased, and in turn been chased, by a lunatic blood magician who wanted nothing less than to rip me into strips of jerky, and as I looked up from the first stars of the night, I realized that he had nearly achieved his goal. My partners rushed up at that moment, and I sat up, coughing, to greet them. Did he strike you again? Risa asked, examining me with anger still flashing in her eyes. Even standing over me, she was a petite woman of five feet, with an athletic body and large, dark eyes, framed by the curls of an Israeli beauty. Her full lips were pressed into a thin line as she began to move my sleeves and lift my shirt, looking for additional wounds. The warlock had raked me twice with his ridiculous staff, or whatever it was, and I felt fiery lines along one set of ribs and on my back. Just the two hits. They feel like frostbite, I grimaced, but I could already feel the dead warlock's power seeping into my muscles. After each kill, we absorbed what we had rightfully gained through the elimination of an evil being, regardless of their species or persuasion. Simply by being near the kill site, Risa and my other partner Wally, who now knelt on the opposite side of me, also garnered inhuman improvements, albeit not in the high doses I seemed to get from actually driving the blade home. Waleska, who really looked at home on the beach since she was nearly six feet of blonde beauty, 
let her green eyes bore into mine as she began to smile. She's an eternal optimist, except when in traffic, which seems to unleash the beast within her otherwise jovial soul. Her pert nose wrinkled a bit, sending her freckles into an upward curl as her teeth gleamed in the now-growing dark. I know I must have reeked from the fight, but somehow Wally managed to make an insouciant condemnation of my body odor into a fetchingly flirtatious gesture. Everything she does is sexually charged, and when my eyes drifted across her heaving chest, Risa lightly slapped my arm to refocus my attention.